it's nice to get to be here again and talk to everyone. It's a share one of the biggest parts of my life with all of you guys. And I know the, the gentlemen that I'm working with on this podcast all have some sort of interest and passion in the Star Wars. But without further ado, we will be getting into the heart of the show. So as I said before, we've got some returning people and some new people. So of course, you guys, uh, if you were here last time, you remember Hobbs, he's my homie. Hobbs, uh, give the give the people a, a quick little reintroduction of yourself, please. I am Hobbs, Monster Hunter for Nemesis and Advanced GG, here to give you some news about mostly star wars games and some lore because i am a huge star wars gamer been that way since i was in the second grade so yeah i've been watching star wars since i was uh about four years old thanks to my grandparents and uh oh yeah we got a new show to show off later on so we'll be talking about that <laughs> we my part An old school homie from high school is also joining us on the podcast he will be going by the name when and he is our resident mandalorian expert hunter go for it Sakuya Nade, what up everybody? I'm Hunter, uh, Mandalorian fanboy since I was a kid. Started watching with my grandfather when I was like four or five, and it's been Star Wars everything ever since. I had a, a wedding recently where we had a Mandalorian and Stormtroopers and Darth Vader costumes all over the place. Um, it was a really great time, and I've read like almost every single book, and uh, my birthday's on Star Wars Day, so I'm the ultimate fan here. <laughs> I might not have as many lightsabers as Nikita, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I'm happy to be here. That's cheating, Winchie. That's not fair. It's totally fair. Your parents I came out the womb ready. That. Yeah, your parents planned that. I know it. I know it. <laughs> All right. And then last but surely not least, we have good old Bonkity. Mr. Bonk Bonk has been a friend of mine since also high school. I believe I, I met him a year before I met Hunter. And we've been friends ever since. We've had a couple of spats, but I mean, I don't think there's anyone I'm <laughs> friends with that I... I haven't had a spat with, so Bonk Bonk, take it away. Hey, what's up, everyone? Guess I'm pretty much here just to keep everything grounded so these guys don't nerd out too much. I've watched the basically all the trilogies, and that's my baseline, so yeah. All right. One of my long-standing favorite characters, of course, it's kind of, I don't want to say like, expected but everyone who has watched anything star wars knows the skywalker name and so luke skywalker is a character that is really close to me for a lot of reasons you know i i just think he's overall one of the the coolest characters at least as far as the legends timeline is concerned and even when you think about canon you think that oh hey luke skywalker you know he is the last of, of his kind the last of the jedi trained by another jedi and so he's got a lot to love from both both timelines but he's also very different in both timelines and and basically today's show today's episode we're going to be exploring some of the differences some of the similarities stuff that we like stuff that we don't like stuff that we wish we would have seen and comparisons between luke skywalker from canon and luke skywalker from legends basically so in your guys's opinion who do you think was the stronger of the lukes the luke that is from the Legends or the Luke that we see in the sequel trilogy? Yeah, Legends uh, Luke is definitely the stronger of the Lukes, 100%. No no questions asked. The Luke that we see in the, the movies, you know, in the, the sequels, it's uh, a definitely a weakened Luke, definitely a Luke who's left the path, you know, gone away from what we originally saw Luke. It's definitely a stark contrast to the original trilogy. Um, but in, in Legends, we have like a really long uh, list of, or a long history of what, 
what Luke has done. And he's definitely had some weak points, quite a few actually in Legends, but he's still stronger, I would say, in Legends. He always comes back, whereas Luke in uh, the sequels, man, just died off. Yeah, I, I, I really kind of agree with that. Like the, the Luke that we see in Legends is like as a person just feels so different because you know the luke that we see in the canon stuff he's a hermit basically like he wants to be by himself all alone and the luke that you see in legends is literally the exact opposite like every time he goes until the very end of the the timeline books wise he never wants to be away from it he's forced to go away like when he gets exiled from coruscant like of course like he's forced to be apart from the jedi order but even then he's still like directly involved through like these roundabout ways you know using his son because his son ben is technically not excommunicated he's just hanging with his dad and it's just it's it's so weird to see this luke that is just completely different from that because like me and hunter grew up with these books that we were thinking were always going to be the story and you know when disney gets control of it they end up not being and it's just it's it's such a different luke it's such a different luke anybody thought that i was gonna say that uh, the canon luke was better no no legends <laughs> luke definitely takes that because uh man i was there for a lot of legends luke and it disappointed me when we got what we got um like the luke from uh jedi from the jedi academy series and whatnot you know that trained that that remade the jedi order and with kyle katarn um the luke that fought that clone of uh of palpatine you know the luke that that went through kind of sort of the same thing that his father did and fell to the dark side a little bit and then came back that's the luke i wanted and i'm sad that we didn't get that <laughs> yeah definitely and you know it's another thing too that i think about often and you mentioned it is like i, I you know what i could be wrong I'm not, I don't know that the canon Luke has that same struggle with the dark side. And I think that's something that's really important for our Legends Luke because he learns about the light side. He learns about the dark side. We know that he has a different view on love than Jedi for thousands of years previously had where he believes that love is not an inhibitor, something that draws to the dark side, but instead strengthens and empowers the light side which is something that's not <laughs> exactly I, I miss her i miss her so much but it's something that, like not only does luke see his father anakin sees it there are other jedi within the order during the time of the clone wars that see it revan sees it that yeah. that, that connection is not necessarily a way to i mean like if abused or you know, follow through incorrectly. Yes, of course, it can lead to the dark side, but you can say that about most things. But the fact that Luke in Legends and his establishment of the Academy allows them to marry. Because, like, two of my favorite Jedi Masters of all time are Cam and Tion Solisar. And they are just straight up the it couple as far as the Jedi go. I mean, they're married. They raise all of, like, the younglings in the temple to become Jedi Knights. Like, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that relationship. And that's something that, you know, like, Luke pursues in Legends timeline. As far as canon is concerned, I mean, there's no Mara Jade, so... You don't, we don't really know what his love life was. He's a hermit, which would never happen because he would right. never leave the, the stuff. That, like when I found out that Luke in canon gave up because he feels like he failed the future generation of Jedi and just abandoned the cat. When I heard that, I was like, 
Luke would never do that. Like, I mean, he failed right. a couple times when he was starting in Legends. And he still didn't give up. <laughs> where, like, where did this come? Where did this Luke come from? <laughs> I wanted to stand up and scream like that. Luke's a bloody spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think they they lied a little bit about his reasonings for for leaving. Like he felt they said like he felt you know like he failed the new Jedi Order, right? But in reality, he was just scared. He just gave in to the fear. Is in my opinion, because we see him like he builds up this new Jedi Order and then he gets like one vision or two or three or whatever, you know, from big boy Snoke. And it's like, look, your boy, uh, your boy Ben's going to go evil. Right. And he's like, damn, I got to kill him. He just gave into the fear. He was scared that he was going to tear down everything he built up. And then he realized that he he was, you know, giving into the dark side, just giving into the fear to the passion. Right. And uh, and then he just cut himself off from the force because it destroyed what he had built. He was just too scared of coming back. We see in um, when Leia and Han and them in Cloud City are in trouble, right? He leaves, you know, Dagobah from training with Yoda because he feels that they're in danger right across the galaxy. But then Rey shows up to, you know, meet with Luke and he's like, where's Han? He has no clue what's going on because he hasn't touched the force in how long? I mean, we saw what that did to uh, Obi-Wan in the, the Obi-Wan show in, in canon, right? Like, yep. you cut yourself mm-hmm. off from the Force, and you just get weak as heck. You see it in the, uh, what's the, the Fallen name? Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Seer, yeah, between yeah, Seer and Cal. Yeah, they they cut themselves off from the Force, and it, it's like, it's like I mean, you would imagine, it's like, I think they describe it in one of the Legends books, was like, when you cut yourself off the Force, it's like ripping off one of your limbs that you're just used to having at that point, and now you no longer have it, so it's, it's kind of awkward to just... L- do everyday things at that point. Mm-hmm. Luke was so. Luke was willing to cut off a limb essentially because he was scared of you know screwing up again or whatever you know the dark side taking over. But I mean, he just let it happen anyway. Yeah, and I think that that's something that is uh that is also fundamentally different be- between the book because the the Luke of Legends he'll fall flat on his face and just get right back up, and go back through. It, mm-hmm. it does not does not matter. Yeah, every other book, there's some dark sider that that draws him into the dark side, right? Like, right. <laughs> hey, Bonk Bonk, question for you: Since you're the uh, the least Star Wars knowledgeable, technically, was there anything that you really noticed between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy about Luke that kind of irked you? I mean, he mainly just looked underpowered he just outside of the what and i can't remember the scene exactly but he's basically getting blasted by that ship that's the only significant thing he really did outside of like oh you're talking about in the last jedi when he like force projects himself across the fucking universe yeah outside of that it's not even there (laughs) yeah now now that i thought was pretty cool that was probably like one of the the best parts of the last Jedi was that scene and and Holdo, but I thought that part was pretty cool. But yeah, he definitely did seem underpowered, in my opinion, at least from the movie standpoint. Yeah. Now we're still getting books about this time period, so maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe there's something that we haven't yet discovered about that Luke Skywalker. But the whole her- the hermit thing was Yoda, like that was Yoda's thing, and I feel like. Luke forgot who he was and fell into who he or what he thought he needed to do right because like I guess when you because you know he didn't know much about the force in general until he met Obi-Wan 
And then it's Yoda who finished his training. So I guess when things went bad, he was like, well, I guess I'll do what Yoda did in time of crisis and go hide out in the middle of bumfuck Russia and then just hope someone finds me when they need to be trained. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's it's like it's like when you it's like when you see when you see a boss character use a weapon and then you're able to get the and the weapon is just amazing or you get to use it for two minutes and it's 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 a it's a fantastic weapon. And then they say, okay, you have now obtained this weapon and you can't do half of the stuff that you were doing before. That's what it felt like to me, you know, because it's like, I was like, this definitely isn't the Luke that I know of. The, the, the Luke that I know of doesn't become like Obi-Wan or, or uh, Yoda. Again, he rebuilds the order and tears ass across the galaxy. <laughs> like... Okay. So, so that being said, <laughs> Which one do you think was more true to being a Jedi? Do you think it was Canon Luke or do you think it was Legends Luke and why? Because you also got to understand that the, the the sort of and depending actually on in both timelines, the definition of being a Jedi changes post order 66, right? So who do you think was closer to being a true Jedi and do you think that they were closer to being to a true Jedi before order 66 or after order 66? All right, I, I'll take it. So the Luke we see in Disney canon is true to what a Jedi was before the fall of the Republic. They were like prideful, thinking like they're going to rebuild whatever, you know, their stuff's not going to fail. And then one little bump comes along in the road and then everything falls apart, right? <laughs> they all like start to, I mean, seriously, like, you know, he's got one force vision and all of a sudden, it, you know, he tears apart everything he's built up, like, that's definitely, you know, old the the Republic, you know, bef- kind of thinking, right? The the Jedi like thought they could do no wrong, you know, everything was great, and then you know one bump along the road, and then all of a sudden their generals in an army, and and then they're all dead, you know. They d- made so many poor decisions just because I think you know a lot of it's because they were prideful because they're like we're the Jedi, like you know we got this. We're great. We're peacekeepers. But then the peacekeepers are being used, you know, as a war machine. I think he's more like that, you know, and then one bump along the road, runs away, hides. He's like, this is it. We're all we're all done. No more Jedi. Same thing that they did when Order 66 happened. Okay. So then the follow up question for you is, do you think Luke of Legends was the better overall Jedi? If we're saying somebody who stuck to the teachings of his teacher and just carried on with their legacy canon luke is more like that however if we're talking about somebody who like follows the you know peace and bringing you know being like just a general good person rebuilding an order training the younglings like protecting people legends is way better at that i mean we we haven't seen much instances of canon luke doing actual jedi stuff after the fall of the empire except for the like few minutes where we see him pick up grogu so there's definitely a lot lacking there in the timeline i'm hoping we get some more like a little bit more luke stuff in the coming like shows and books and movies but if we're talking sticking to their guns sticking to the this is the jedi way and we have to follow it and no attachments and that kind of thing canon luke is more of it but uh, if we're talking about like peace love unity that kind of thing legends see i you know i can agree with that i i I definitely can i personally the way that i see it is i i kind of compare them 
to like different characters in animes that I've seen. I know it's it's nerdy, but I like that because that's the best way that I can understand it and I can get other people to understand it. So like when I think about this isn't nerdy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh I always think about Legends Luke like All Might from My Hero Academia. He's the symbol of peace, the symbol of hope. He's there and he's always there until, you know, when the time comes and he isn't. And that's kind of how the the timeline book-wise for Legends ends, you know, like he's like, hey, it's finally time. I'm stepping down. I've done all this. I've been fighting for 40 goddamn years. I'm tired. I've been trained a whole academy. Y'all should be good. Like, y'all were good when they, they excelled me from Coruscant. <laughs> y'all should be good now. Like, I'm finna go chill. My wife is dead. My son done growed up. I'm finna go be a lonely hermit now. Like, And that makes sense. Like, when you think of Luke as a hermit, like, getting to that point after fighting for the galaxy for 40-odd right. years, like, okay, fine. You've deserved your hermit time. Go be alone. Drink your blue milk and, 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 and eat your, your, <laughs> tope- your tomatoes and be okay. But when I think about like the luke from canons i always like it's it's hard for me to find like an exact accurate character of who he's like because there are so few mcs out there that are just like all right i messed up bye and they're gone and then they only come back when they're like oh well maybe i should do something kind of cool and then die you know that that's that's just how canon luke feels to me is like he doesn't want anything to be a part of it he's so different from legends luke he the 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 luke that i know and and mark hamill has even said this is is not the luke that i'm seeing now like Mm because i can't imagine a luke that's out of contact with han and leia i can't imagine a luke that would leave r2 behind i can't imagine a luke that would be out there and have someone come seek them out when they know that they have tried to hide from people and be so unreceptive to them from the get-go and have to be won over. Like, it's just so, so drastically different. It's just completely different. And that's my take on it. I, I always think that the truest Jedi will, will be the, the Legends version. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, Hunter, and I agree to some sense, but I don't care if you're talking about pre-order 66 or post-order 66 i gotta give it to 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 legends i'm sorry i i as 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 cool as the canon luke can be sometimes <laughs> the other luke was always kind of you, you knew what he was going to do you knew he was going to always rely on the force have faith in the force it may waver occasionally but something always pulled him back whether it was the love for his son the grief that he went through losing his wife or the love that he you know received from his sister and brother-in-law he was always he was always luke you know okay legends legends luke definitely embodies what it means to be a jedi like what they should be right what they're what they say they stand for but canon luke is more embodies what they actually were is kind of how i how i view it flawed and ugly and they probably smelt like mothballs i don't know how many robes do they actually have they probably all smelled like mothballs yeah, probably. I don't know. The first time I ever saw Yoda, I was like, he probably smelled like mothballs. In my opinion, it would uh, definitely have to be Legends, Luke. 
And uh, all of the points that were given were all spot on. So I'm not going to add to that because um, it's all true, all of it. Uh, but no, like the with everything that he did throughout, like the stories, even when he was a side character in some of the other games, it's just it it felt like you know once he came, you know, it was just like oh, here's this Jedi every single time. Um, and and again, we again we don't know. Of course, we don't know much about what's going what happened between you know Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens. But it just that just I was like that just doesn't. I didn't believe it was Luke. It was just it was just not. Con- it just con- didn't convince me that that's what would happen to to Luke at all. And and in all three of the movies, it was just like I, I feel like they're they're trying to go for this whole old kung fu master thing with him. And it's just it's 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 not working for me. Cause like the Luke that I remembered, if that if that Luke met Ray, you know, he would literally sit there, listen to what she had to say, and you know, he would tell her that she would he would train her and then take action. Mm-hmm. You know, he would be like, I, you know, there's something going on. I have to take, I'm clearly the person that needs to be the one to take care of this. So I'm going to take care of this. Have you heard but, um... the theory about Snoke being a Luke clone from the hand of Cloud City? Of Cloud City? I, I heard that one too. And I was like, if that's true, that'd be insane. I, that, that was, if it turned out to be that way, I would have been like, wow, you guys actually had the guts to do that. <laughs> I think it. we're, I think we're going to find <laughs> out. There's, there's a, there's quite a bit of like credible ed- evidence for that case, but I, I want to see how that plays out. Like I, I am actually really, that would be re- a really cool thing because like in legends, that same hand is how we got the clone mm-hmm. Luke that was there with, uh, the clone of, uh, Joros Sabauth and they have yeah. a fight. Yeah, I remember that. But it was because of the hand from Cloud City. So it'd be cool if they, they kind of tied that into the canon timeline. I would actually be down for that. I would 100% be down for that. But the part yeah, that's... We're getting all the yeah. Thrawn stuff, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah I mean, stuff. We're getting all that stuff coming up. So, I mean, there's definitely potential for that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that was the Hand of Thrawn duology. It was definitely Timothy Zahn who wrote that. So, because uh, he, mm-hmm. he had to tie in his outbound flight stuff. So... But the other thing that I, that I'm not going to lie, I, the stuff that I was really looking forward to, man, let me tell you something. Luke in the Legends timeline when it comes to love is a f- mess. This man falls in love with like a secret Sith. He falls in love with a, a goddamn computer. Like, I'm not joking. This man actually cuddles with a, a spirit locked inside of an entire computer. Like oh I wanted, Callista. I'm talking about Callista. He so basically. <laughs> oh, Callista! Oh my yeah, lord! For those okay. of you who are yeah. unfamiliar with the Legends timeline, basically, uh, Palpatine. Palpatine was doing a lot of shit that we ain't even know about. Like this man was legitimately, literally a galaxy brain, and so he had mm-hmm. another um, super weapon, different from the Death Star, but still equally terrifying, called the Eye of Palpatine, and so. Basically, sometime around the end of Order 66, uh, this sect of Jedi who were like, they were they were basically the weirdos of the Jedi. Um, they were allowed to marry and have interpersonal relationships and stuff. And they go, they're around, you know, running around the galaxy trying to stay hidden. And they end up coming across the Eye of, of Palpatine. And Callista, it's Callista Ming, right? I believe that's her full name. And her... 
yeah. partner. I can't remember mm-hmm. what his part, what her partner's name was, but basically they're on this ship. They're trying to get off and her partner can't survive. So he ends up giving his life to save her, but she ends up getting caught also. So she transfers her essence into the eye to try to like take control of it so that it doesn't go haywire and is unleashed upon the galaxy. Well, fast forward about, I think it's about 20 years from that moment. Luke is going around the galaxy trying to figure out, um, and learn as much as he can about the Jedi of the past, try to become the master that people meet, need, start, you know, making the new Jedi Academy and stuff. He comes across the eye of Palpatine and is gets to like a, a main room with the computer and has like a force vision where he's straight up he's straight up booed up with the spirit of the Jedi that's inside of the Eye of Palpatine laying together. She rubbing on him, he rubbing on her, and he wake up and he like, yeah, I gotta have her. <laughs> and just, I, I find that story so hilarious. Homie was really out here so thirsty, he fell in love with a computer. Like, I wanted, I wanted then, that to be a story. Like, I, <laughs> And then she, she goes into the body of um, Mer something, right? And comes out of the the eye of palpatine and then he's chasing her around the galaxy when she's in a different body oh yep yep and then she gets taken over by abeloth and he realizes he still loves her but then he's able to you know like eventually detach her from it and yeah um, that that whole story is just is wild from start to finish i mean like she because she transfers her body back into a body that wasn't hers because the person who she did transfer the body like willingly gave up her body since her lover had something happened to her lover, I forget what it was. I think he, he was a droid, right? He was a soul that was put into um, like a droid. Can we get a fact check on that? Brick 3PO, but I believe her boyfriend, Mingla. Yeah, I believe her Cray. boyfriend, her boy, Cray. Yeah, Cray. That's what her name was. And her boyfriend was like put into the body of like a cyborg or a droid. But Callista, when she took over Kray's body, she couldn't access the Force unless it was the dark side. And so she left. She left to try to, like, find herself, find a way. Because she was like, if if I have to use the Force and it's only the dark side, I'd rather not use the Force and I'd rather not bring you down. So she leaves Luke. Luke heartbroken at this point. But then, like, 20 years after that, he finds her again. She's been possessed by this Force deity, essentially, and is trying to take over the universe. I was like, my man really lost his wife and is going through it and seeing all of his exes possessed by this force deity. Like, could you imagine? That is like dream nightmare for me. Like, imagine finding the one for you who is, who is like, you can share every bit of your being with them. They share every bit of their being with you. You lose them to your crazy ass nephew who poisons them. And then all of a sudden, all your exes come back possessed by some force god, and you got to kill them all. I guess, you know what? Nah, I'd be okay with that. I mean, Lamaya L- <laughs> L- L- was, was one of his exes, too. She wasn't possessed, though. He just offed her because he thought she was the one that killed uh, Mara, right? He he gets Lumaya coming back. He's got Callista coming back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that death was understandable. If the person who was, you know what, you know, I don't care. No, Lumia was 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 guilty regardless because she was the one training Jason, and Jason killed Mara, and she trained Jason. So by default, she also killed Mara. So nah, Luke deserved to murk her ass. She 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 she, she needed to go. She needed. She had Agreed. to go. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we had that sound clip of "You need to leave" because that's what that's what was that was her. <laughs> but yeah, I, I that was I, I know we kind of got off track, but that was one thing that that I really wanted to see this Luke, like in regards to this Luke, I wanted to see the relationships because I feel like even though a lot of these relationships, like whether it was Lumia. Or Alana from the um, the Falanasi, mm-hmm. or Callista. Regardless of which one it was, Luke talks about how what he learned about love from each of those and how it made him a better Jedi. And like for those of you who don't know, Mara Jade, who ends up being his wife and they give birth to Ben Skywalker. Mara Jade was was definitely something special to Luke. Started off as an assassin who wanted to kill him. Was just straight up Merkin. She was the hand of the Emperor. She was a force sensitive, but didn't really know how to use her abilities at the time. And basically what happens is Luke and Mara kind of end up becoming intertwined in a sense because Luke was always working with this one mercenary group run by a dude named Talon Card, who had took Mara in as basically his right hand. And she, you know, she started learning her force powers. And she's actually the person who coined the term danger sense because that's what she called it. Like, she, she could always feel something going wrong because the force was letting her know. And she's the one who coined the term danger sense. And you just got to think about it. Going from an assassin hell-bent on killing Luke to a liaison with a mercenary group to provide him information or backup when needed, whatever it may have been, to going to a hidden facility of the empire of the hand fighting back to back in a room that's flooding with a bunch of droids trying to kill you and all of a sudden you sync up with this person in the forest and you're just kind of like yeah i love you like that is i love that story so much like i just love that story that's that is such a good story to me like they sync up in the forest they're fighting back to back and then they fall in love. Luke's just like, will you marry me? You know, like, I have seen you in a way that I have never seen anyone else. You have seen me in the same way. Let's be together. That is a beautiful f- story. You know, according to uh, our, our boy Wikipedia here, uh, Luke had 13 different romances. Oh, it was 13. Okay, see, the books cover four yeah. or five, I think. 13, uh, yeah. He, homie, homie was out there trying to spread his seed. Number one is Leia on the list. (laughs) Wait, oh god. Okay, let's. Number one on the list is Leia. Let's not. We're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna. (laughs) I'll never get over the kiss, and then you're my sister, Leia. I've always known. Like, what? Okay, all right. I guess they're they're from space, Alabama. Damn Skywalkers! God, all of them crazy. Backwater farm boy. And you know, you know... <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, say no, it. no, no, no. What he's saying, backwater farm boy. She's like, mm. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, backwater farm boy from Space, Alabama. You know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, basically. I mean, you got to think about it. His parents were technically his uncle and his aunt, so it makes sense. <laughs> The the different interpretations of Luke definitely okay I can't even say the different interpretations the canon interpretation of Luke makes me appreciate the Legends Luke so much more mm-hmm. I just I it it makes me see that I don't know I also guess I also guess this is the okay so the Luke from Legends is the Luke you get when you have a team of I believe anywhere just depending on what series you're talking about you have a team of seven to 12 authors working collaboratively on a story 
that needs to have continuity still be good still have plot development and character development and tie in everything that you know previously bringing you know moving it forward that's the one thing that i love about legends timeline is like no book no books information goes unwasted regardless of Mm -hmm. how small a a legends book is if it was only a one-time you know book from an author at some point after that book is written it gets referenced if if not once more than one you know it's something it builds upon itself that's what i didn't see in both the canon book line and the canon movie timeline is like there's a lack of continuity and though we don't get to see that continuity in any media outside of the books for legends what i am thankful for in canon is using the media of the tv shows to fill in some gaps the way i I was talking to hunter about this the other day and the way i kind of saw the canon timeline when it first came out if you're talking about like the sequel trilogies maybe like rogue one and some other one-off stuff it's like doing abstract art you have this canvas and if you think of the movies as like three different paint colors it's like taking a big glob of that paint and just throwing it at this fresh white canvas. And that's what we got in the beginning. So if you saw like a canvas with just three big old color blobs on them, you'd be like, what kind of art is this? What the hell is this? But what has helped is not only the canon books, but the canon series that have come since then, and even some of the other canon movies, it's kind of like adding these different colors and different brush strokes. So now you originally started with three big splats on a canvas and now there's more detail to these splats and you can now start sort of seeing the bigger picture that comes from this abstract style of art. And that's the one thing that I like, but I wish that had been done from the beginning the same way the books and legends were, which is that they were sat there, they were collaborated and corroborated upon between these these all these authors building upon the knowledge that they had to bring stories that we had not yet seen before. And I just feel like I didn't get that from Canon in the beginning. And now that I'm getting it, it's making it sort of okay, but I'm still hurt. You know, does that make sense? Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad they're kind of going back and adding these in between stuff and making things a little bit better, but I, I wanted that from the get go. And that's, that's probably one of the reasons for all of my disappointment with, the sequel trilogy in the beginning Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing the sequel trilogy like suffers from is it it felt like disney was just trying to like rehash the entire original trilogy and just go beat for beat with that like you were saying before like yoda that was yoda's thing to be a hermit and they just forced luke into that role basically yeah i can i can see i can see that being being something that disney did and probably would do the other thing is that, I don't know, man, I feel like you have been handed one of the greatest sci-fi series of all time, you know, like you, it may not be the greatest, but it's definitely one of, you know, and you have a trilogy set to come out that was not the most meticulously planned, collaborated whatever you want to say about it. Trilogy of our generation is just what what irks me like you didn't have the same director for any of them the continuity is kind of all over the place so many different unasked 
like unanswered questions like that was the thing about so if you take each trilogy as a whole you you take the original trilogy the og it uh-huh. and for the time it was good movies like you can make fun of them now but for the time good movies and good star wars the plot followed a line that you could you could kind of guess where it was going there were plot twists which is okay but like the story was good now fast forward to the prequel trilogy coming out at the time those movies were not the greatest and they're still not the greatest but it was still good star wars like at the end of the day yeah. it was good star wars you got where um darth vader came from the setup of the prophecy everything that that you know like the slight unanswered questions that were present for the og trilogy got answered in the prequel trilogy but then you get to mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy and not only are they bad movies but they, they do have they do have moments where they're shine i don't want to don't want to take away from them they're bad movies yeah. and bad star wars like it, mm-hmm. it, it the story doesn't follow any kind of progression that that makes sense and when you get to the last movie instead of it being the aha okay this is what they left out in the first two movies that we were missing that 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 makes it all make sense now you didn't get that you got more questions somehow palpatine has returned what the yeah what (laughs) (laughs) what i I remember when i first heard that line and and i was and i told my friend i was like you are you trolling me he was like, no, that is an actual line. In the movie. He was like, that is an actual line in the movie. I'm like, no, 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 no. They, was they, a... they have to explain it. And he's like, trust me, they're not gonna. <laughs> now there's, but now, see, back then I thought the same thing. Now they're getting into it. Like now you can yeah. kind of see, especially with like the, the help, the, what you learn from the Mandalorian, like, okay, well, you can kind of see where mm-hmm. it's coming from, but like <laughs> some, when I, <laughs> when I, cause I didn't watch the ending, like the little ending scene after the credits for the last Jedi. So when mm-hmm. I saw episode nine for the first time and the somehow Palpatine has returned, like I was, I, I like looked to my girlfriend and I looked back at the, th- I was like, ain't no way, bro. We just went from The Last Jedi to somehow Palpatine has returned. Like, they didn't explain nothing. Nothing. They did explain a teeny bit of <clears throat> somehow Palpatine returned in Fortnite, though. They dropped that info in Fortnite before the movie. So, like, all the kids were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Palpatine's back. Why would you drop it in Fortnite, though? Wait, are you, are you, are you, are you being dead ass? Like, for real? I'm being dead ass. I'm being dead ass. I did not know that. I'm not even going to pretend I did. Yes. They dropped that information in Fortnite, like almost like a trailer. They had like a Star Wars event. And they're like, oh, the movie's coming. And it was like somehow Palpatine returned. It's like a whole big, like loud announcement in the game. I, I played it a little bit at the time. So I-, I do remember a little bit of that. But yeah, like the kids might have known, but none of the-, the rest of us were like, oh, yeah, uh, Pal- Pal- Palpatine, huh? I the feel like they-, they missed that. They missed the mark on their target audience because like I get going for kids at star Wars, but I think that like after the prequel trilogy where like all the adults at the time just like did not like it. And we were all like, what do you mean? This is so cool. Hey, we've never seen lightsaber fighting like this. Like anyone who saw right. the prequels after watching the OG trilogy and get, I will never, let me tell you something. I will never forget being in the theater for episode two at the end when Yoda and Dooku fight and Yoda pulls oh out Lord. his lightsaber, the man, the theater the went theater crazy. Went off. The theater <laughs> went crazy. 
Like that yeah, was we went so... nuts. <laughs> and I feel like sick. I feel like they missed their mark not targeting that specific generation with like the right. media. like like I, don't get me wrong, putting it in Fortnite is great. That 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 is a that is a large platform that's that's okay. But like we needed something too, cause like Hunter said, like he played it, but like I'm not a Fortnite enthusiast. A lot of my friends are not Fortnite players either. How are we ever going to experience that? You know? Right. I would have never have known that, and I was today years old when I found that out. <laughs> yeah, I was today <laughs> years old. Thank you, Winchy. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really it was a really dumb thing. Like I so I knew it was coming. I knew Palpatine was coming back. Like I was prepared for that at the movie, and I wasn't. I wasn't planning to be mad about that because we know from Legends, like, Palpatine does return in Legends. So I figured they were, I was like, okay, fine. I won't be mad about that. I'll be mad about everything else. You know, <laughs> like, fine, Palpatine's back. He probably used a clone. He, you know, dropped his, his soul into it. Yeah, that's typical Palpatine stuff. Fine. But, like, nobody else who's, like, not read the books would know that, right? They're just like... How'd he come back? I'm, yeah, sitting, exactly. I'm sitting there like, yeah, this is, this is the one thing I'm actually not mad about is him being back. Like, <laughs> everything else, I don't know, you know? Uh, but, like, fine, he's back. I was expecting that eventually, right? It's just, uh... See, I was too, but I thought that they were going to do something in like, ep like the Last Jedi. I thought they were going to be like, okay, well, Snoke is just like a deformed Palpatine clone, blah blah blah, something like that. Like, I thought they were going to tell us, let us know, because like when right. I saw, when I originally saw Snoke, I was like, who this mother? Like, ex who are you? Like, <laughs> but it, it 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 never came. It just never came. So like I I was yeah. okay with the like like you said when she like I was okay <laughs> with the Palpatine return but I wanted them to say this is how Palpatine returned before right. the movie where for. Palpatine returned yeah I, I was looking for at least some type of explanation like I wasn't mad that he came back it was just the execution of him coming mm -hmm. back just yep. just telling me somehow palpatine returned and i'm like what do you mean somehow <laughs> like like I, and I mean like and i mean like i've read the books too and i'm like okay so he obviously may have cloned himself or something like that but i need that explained to me <laughs> anyone who saw anyone who's a true star wars fan who immediately saw somehow palpatine has returned was instantly mm -hmm. like okay i can automatically think of three ways he could return right can you please tell me yeah. which one it is <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. that's basically where i was i was like okay there's a few ways he could have came back somehow which one is it and yeah exactly didn't get into that. <laughs> the, and the only thing we get about snoke is like uh you know we when, when he goes when uh ben goes into the the temple there right we see like the the tubes or the the cloning pods right we see mm -hmm. like yeah. a deformed looking snoke kind of guy in there right so that's the only explanation we got it was like oh he's making clones it was just a one tiny glimpse at a tube with a deformed head in it. Yeah. I mean, at least when those movies first came out, I was lacking a little bit of hope and a little bit of... I don't know. I felt like some of that initial wonder that I had when, when you know experiencing the legends timeline and finding out like oh this new book is coming out soon or oh they're going to continue you know this storyline 
I, I had lost that initial wonder. I, I won't I won't deny it. I lost that initial wonder, and I love Star Wars more than I love most things. But now I think that the series and some of the other media has definitely instilled some faith in me that I will have the the questions that I want answered answered. It may not have been as immediate as I was looking forward to. But the fact that it is coming, or at least I assume that it's coming, has given me enough hope to want to persevere through it. You know, I've just finished um, reading yeah. the, the last book in the Legends timeline. Of course, I'm going to go back and hit some other points to, you know, just to kind of finish it up, make sure that I've got as much from that as I can. But, I, you know, soon, before the end of this year is over for sure, I will be starting that those Disney books. So I will get some more of that in-between information that I am currently missing to see the bigger picture. And, you know, maybe at the end, and this is my hope, that at the end of it all, when I get that final view, when I finally able to step back and be like, okay, this is everything that Disney has done for the canon timeline. I just want to be able to say, I, I, I hope, that I can smile and say, okay, well done, Disney. I, I, I agree with this because they have done an excellent job. It's specifically series. They have done an excellent job. Now, a couple of series have been kind of mad at points, but I think overall, I would give them a solid B plus on how they have taken the series, how they have used it to add um, information that we didn't originally have with the sequel trilogy. I'll, I'll give them a solid B plus on that. I think they've done a, a good job. Now, have I agreed with everything or have I liked everything? Uh, no, of course not. But I also didn't like everything that they did in Legends Timeline. That That's, that's fair. Right. You know? There's, there's going to be stuff that yeah. you don't like, but... I just want them, I'm glad that at the steps that they have taken so far, but when it comes down to it, I want to say like one to two years from now, I want to be able to take, take a quick little step back, say, Hey, this is everything that has for the most part come out. And this is everything that I know. And I am okay with this. I give it a thumbs up. That's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, 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 I'm going to give them till 25. But that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. When 2025 comes around, I'm gonna reexamine it and be like, okay, they've done a good job, but they could do better. Or okay, this is not where I thought it was going. I still love Star Wars, but you know, it's not really what I want. I need this, this, and that. But with everything that's been announced, I'm looking forward to it, man. It, it looks real good. It's it's looking real good. Definitely looking hopeful. You got to give credit to Dave uh, Falone for you know the work that he's been doing. I've always said you gotta sometimes with some of these sci-fi movies and stuff like that, especially with Star Wars, you have to put somebody in charge who's good at making movies but also knows Star Wars. Yeah, you know? Dave, David Filoni and, and John Favreau are doing a stand, yeah, the, the, the stand-up job. Yeah, John Favreau too. The two of them have been knocking it out of the park, and I believe they're gonna say the two of them together are gonna save the franchise. I I, <laughs> I believe that also. I think John Favreau is is trying really hard to save it. Dave Filoni is a really yeah. good producer and all that kind of stuff, but I think behind the scenes, like it's John Favreau. He wants he wants Star Wars to be Star Wars again. Yeah, yeah. it was John Favreau I was trying to think of, but I know Dave Filoni has also had a big part of it too. I will <laughs> always respect Filoni for the Clone Wars because, like, mm -hmm. I always knew about Anakin. And like I, it's not that I have I have nothing against uh what's his name Christian Haydenson like I, I love him I love mm -hmm. him and I love the Anakin that he played but I love the detail in which I got to know Anakin through Filoni I will always respect yeah. him for that yeah you really really got to know him because like, on a definitely more personal level 
Yeah, because episode no. episode two to episode three is a big jump for some people because they're like, "What happened?" But then you see the Clone Wars, and you're like, "Okay, well, I know what happened. I'm I'm sorry, bro. I feel you, man. I'd probably be ready to go <laughs> to the dark side, also." Yeah, for real. Like after watching yeah. all the Clone Wars, I was like, I understand Anakin a lot more. Yeah, you know, like what they did with what Dave, what Dave Filoni and Jaffa Vo are trying to save, like. You know, my grandfather is the one who who got me into Star Wars. I was like four or five years old, and my my mom had like gone off to do, do some like work stuff, and uh, she had told him not to show me Star Wars, but he did it anyway. And uh, <laughs> we marathoned like the whole the whole series, right? And uh, like I fell in love with Star Wars back then. You know, he, I took him to see The Force Awakens and um, Rogue One, and when we left the Force Awakens theater, the only comment he had was. That was not Star Wars. <laughs> Just going back to your, your your points earlier, like, you know, he's been watching since the very first one. He's read all the books, too. You know, he's seen every movie. He loves Star Wars so much. And his only comment was, that was not Star Wars. Yeah, it was something trying to be Star Wars. And it's something that's tr- getting close to being Star Wars. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel yeah. also. Yeah, nowadays I have hope. Like, you know, Rogue One was top tier like coming back trying to save things bringing something into the the movie verse that actually advanced the 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 plot you know get answered some questions was awesome had cool space battles what what star wars is about right it's literally star wars not you know desert kid wars (laughs) and uh, you know that that was great and then we got uh we got mandalorian season one that was awesome and we get um book of both was good like and then all these questions are getting answered in these like side shows, especially like Andor, this awesome show, uh, and oh, then God, Rebels, right? Andor. Andor was um, so good. I loved Rebels too, yeah. but man, those thin lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually have hope. Like, you know, after the Rise of Skywalker, I, I did. I lost a little hope in Star Wars. I was, you know, not like reading the books anymore, um, and I, I still haven't really gotten back into it. Like, I had read all the books, you know, previously the Legends books, but I haven't started the Disney ones because it just instilled so little faith in the the series for me is like this is not going to be something worth you know keeping up with reading the books anything like that because they just keep butchering you know a great ip that they have right but then then we got these these new shows and we finished out the clone wars and you know we're answering questions we're going back like we got a, a great show that's answering so many questions um tying everything in like that that show brought me back into loving Star Wars. That and Andor, right? They like, mm-hmm. I I started to like heart. I mean, I was always a fanboy, right? It's it's my identity. But once those shows started coming out, and I started to see like they can do something amazing with what they have, and they're starting to choose to actually do something amazing with what they have, I have hope that the future of the series is going to be amazing, and I just want to be around to like experience that because I I do actually have hope and now that you know disney can do something great with this oh yeah and you know i actually i actually didn't know that you hadn't started any of the disney books so when when i when mm-hmm. you start let me know because i you know did, did i tell you i've got all of them except for like six like i i have no, all yeah. the disney books i will I just... do a book club like seriously <laughs> I, I haven't read any of the, the new ones I, I i lost hope that like they were going to be good at all i've seen i've seen a lot of like comments about how the high republic is awesome so i know yeah. i need to get back into it yeah i'm so i'm totally down to like read them all we'll do a book club talk about it in the podcast it'll be great 
Yeah, the second the second I found out they had brought back a whole bunch of people like John Jackson Miller, Timothy Zahn, James Lucino, like a bunch of my favorite authors from the Legends timeline. I was like, all right, maybe I'll get have to give the books a shot. Cause like the second I saw those names, I was like, oh yes. And then I've heard nothing but good things about Claudia Gray. I heard she been killing it Star Wars wise. So I'm excited to see some of these new authors in the Star Wars game too. Um, but I'm also, like you said, you know, I, I have hope now, especially knowing that to some degree, Luke Skywalker is in the hands of Filoni and Favreau, especially so, at least to some degree, you know, like with the Mandalorian. So we have mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. way to tie him on. You know, we've seen the first images of the his Jedi Academy being built. So we're we're getting, you know, some Luke, some some more Luke that we can, you know, go off of. And and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm 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 looking to see why we got what version of the characters that we knew like luke that we did that we did exactly exactly i want to i want to see what what led to that because maybe there is some solace in that information maybe i can be like okay that makes sense i understand because right now i don't Han and Leia would never split up like that. Luke would never separate himself mm-hmm. from Han and Leia the way he did. It just wasn't, like, right. as, again, as Mark Hamill said, that's not the Luke that I grew up with. It's not the same. So I want to see, well, okay, if that's the case, if this is not the same Luke, and I am okay with it not being the same Luke, why did he get that way? And and, and what evidence, what you know, traumatic experience, what exposition can you give me to justify this Luke that I now have to live with has the main canon Luke. <laughs> uh-huh. but, yeah, but yeah, that has that has been our little sectional today about Luke Skywalker. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. It has been absolutely wonderful, and we look forward to catching you guys on the next episode.